and uh, the Democrat, both parties seem to be more corporate-based uh, and less people-centric, and I think mm-hmm. we need to work really hard to change that perception. And um, it, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to be a lot of work, and I think yeah. I, I've written that down three times because I think this is like the third caller that brought that up, and so that's something that we have to address. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, too, for thank joining so us this morning on the Sunday Forum. And we're going to continue to take calls, so keep listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank take care. you. Thanks. Uh, and we're getting ready for National Public Radio News coming up. But keep those telephone lines running. We're going to talk about a couple of other things as well. Like I said, today is Black Consciousness Day in Brazil, but it's Black Consciousness Day everywhere, really. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But there's also an issue about the Crown Act. This is about discrimination based on hair. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Police in Colorado Springs say the FBI is assisting in the investigation into last night's shooting at a gay nightclub. Five people were killed and 18 others were wounded when the gunman opened fire inside Club Q. Police spokeswoman Pamela Castro says authorities started getting reports of the shooting just before midnight. Numerous officers and medical immediately responded to the area and officers immediately made entry. They did locate one individual who believed to be a suspect inside. The suspect is in custody and is being treated at a hospital. The owners of Club Q credit customers for subduing the gunman. Officials in western New York say they hope the worst is over after the region got hit with as much as six and a half feet of snow this weekend. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says she's asking the federal government to declare an emergency for the area. And she says the state has increased the presence of National Guard members to help with snow removal. Vice President Kamala Harris is making an unusual stop on her latest trip to Asia. She's headed to Palawan, a Philippine island that borders the South China Sea. NPR's Deepa Shivram reports that the territory is the focus of a long dispute between China and its neighbors. Palawan neighbors the Spratly Islands in the South China Sea, which is territory that China has been encroaching more aggressively in recent years. The vice president's visit comes a week after President Biden met with Chinese President Xi Jinping at the G20 in Indonesia. The White House says Harris's visit is meant to show U.S. solidarity with the Philippines. The vice president will meet with Philippine Coast Guard members on the island, and White House officials say she'll also address how climate change and illegal fishing have impacted residents there. This visit will end the vice president's second trip to Southeast Asia in just three months. Deepa Shivaram. NPR News, the White House. To Turkey now, the defense ministry says Turkey has carried out airstrikes in parts of northern Syria and Iraq. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports the strikes targeted Kurdish militants accused of responsibility for a bomb attack in Istanbul last week. A defense ministry statement says Turkish jets attacked bases belonging to the PKK, the Kurdistan Workers' Party, and also the Syrian-based People's Protection Units, or YPG. The statement said the attacks were launched in line with Turkey's right to self-defense under Article 51 of the United Nations Charter and were part of Turkey's efforts to, quote, ensure border security and to destroy terrorism at its source. The airstrikes come in the wake of a bomb attack on Istanbul's main commercial avenue, which left six people dead and more than 80 wounded. Ankara says the PKK and YPG were behind the bombing, which both groups deny. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. And you're listening to NPR News from Washington. Elon Musk has reinstated former President Donald Trump's Twitter account. Twitter's billionaire owner has said it was a mistake for the company to ban Trump after his supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th last year. NPR Shannon Bond has more. Twitter was the first social network to kick off Trump, saying his tweets broke its rules against glorifying violence. Now it's the first to restore the former president and 2024 candidates' access to a powerful megaphone. On the campaign trail and in the White House, Trump used Twitter to attack political enemies, whip up his fans, and drive daily news cycles to an audience of nearly 90 million followers. While banned from mainstream social media, Trump has used his own platform, Truth Social, to rail about elections 
election fraud and openly embrace conspiracy theories. Musk has made rapid changes at Twitter since buying the platform in late October, including laying off many workers responsible for curbing misleading content. Shannon Bond, NPR News. Basketball star Kyrie Irving could return from his suspension today. Irving was suspended by the NBA's Brooklyn Nets for posting a link to a film with anti-Semitic content. He has missed eight games so far, with the team saying he had failed to unequivocally apologize. In a video published yesterday by the regional cable channel Sportsnet New York, Irving said he wanted to focus on the hurt he caused and apologize deeply. The competition at the World Cup in Qatar begins today. The first match between the host country and Ecuador begins in a couple of hours. The U.S. begins play tomorrow afternoon against Wales. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Katina Foundation. Supporting the Asylum Seeker Advocacy Project, providing more than 100,000 asylum seekers in the U.S. with community and legal support. Learn more at Asylum.News. Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and WEDU-PBS inviting you to step into the storied streets of Ybor City in WEDU's five-episode series of Great Greater Ybor City. Viewers can follow along as WEDU explores this diverse and cultural destination. Information online at WEDU.org slash Ybor. Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and the Orange Blossom Revenue per, uh, uh, December 2nd and 3rd at Lake Wales Park with craft beer, food trucks, and music from the Wood Brothers, Margot Price, Allison Russell, and more. Information at or- orange, orangeblossomrevenue.com. And we are back um, from NPR News, this is WMNF 88.5 in Tampa. We are going to be continuing the discussion on um, the elections. So we will be taking your calls. So we got two callers on the line. Let's go to those callers, Mobili. Mm-hmm. So caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Good morning. I want to say this. <clears throat> First of all, in the Hillsborough County, there's more registered Democrats than Republicans. And so, in my opinion, the winner of the election was primarily those that support uh, a policy that is detrimental to the minority. Now, here we have it that we are playing shell games that the victims cannot describe what would cause their pain to go away. If we say defund the police and use those resources in other departments to assist people, then that becomes the boogeyman word. If we say we need affordable housing, they say don't say that. Now you got to say workforce housing, attainable housing. You know, it's just all of this shell game because you've got to appease the majority. And Mabili, as we talk about black consciousness, mm-hmm. the awakening of our people, excuse me, if we look at well, black leaders, uh, those that have been selected by the community become under immediate attack, even up to the point of assassination. That's that's the history in this country here. I can't think of no organization, no organized group of black people who could have ran up on the Capitol on January the Hmm. 6th and still be alive to talk about it Mm -hmm. at all. When we see how prominent white men that understand the law and have a litany of attorneys can plead the fifth before the question is completed. And that just goes over most American people as this is the American way, and they have the right to do that. On the other hand, 12% of black people population and 40-plus percent of our men and women are in prison. Our consciousness has to be shaped so quickly if we are to save the next two, three generations down the road. Yeah. 
Yes. White people, for the majority, based on their interests, have made a conscious decision that whether they like DeSantis, whether they like this litany of Republican governors, they have made a decision that this is for the salvation of saving white power. And that's where they're at. And our job right now is not to figure out how we can fit, uh, convince them that they're wrong, but for our own personal salvation. We are responsible for educating our children and think of ways in which we can reduce our spending power here in America so we can get to the table and have adult conversations. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of you. Thank you, Connie, as always. We appreciate you, too. Have a good day. You, too. Thank you. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, she was right, you know, about everything. Um, especially that parental rights thing, because they jumped yeah. on that as a code terminology for white parents, right. you know, in, in these schools. And who cares about what a black child feels mm-hmm. sitting in a classroom? Who cares about what a black parent feels that their child is being teach or taught? Uh, there's a lot of uh, complaints about the miseducation or the, the lack of of information when it comes to the civil rights movement, when it comes to black consciousness, when it comes to teaching those things in schools. And uh, a lot of miseducation has taken place, but black parents have been ignored when they complained about the schools. But a white parent, the white grievance, you know, is is responded to by this governor. They don't want to talk about it, so, yeah, it has been responded. But we have an email that I'm going to read. It says, hello, I was hoping to ask the guests to explain how we came to Charlie Crist and Val Demings as the candidates to unseat DeSantis and Rubio. Democrats demonstrate corporate loyalty over people they claim to represent. They don't take their chances with real voice for working people. They play it safe and lose. Biden was an exception because of what was on the line but he wasn't the candidate of choice either. Corporations drive the bus. Thank you. Well, if we want candidates that we, you know, are really proud of, we have to run. We do. You know, we have to be a part of We have to organize them, organize, organize better. the money for them because, you know, it's, it's not easy to run for office. No. It's not cheap. And uh, one of the biggest complaints was that the Republican Party put money in this state. You know, knowing what they did, they the really went out was. there. They went out there. They did their their part. I mean, as Democrats, we're really we're just not. I mean, I'm sorry, but <laughs> they didn't put the money into it. Yeah. If I wanted to run for office, I couldn't afford it. I wouldn't be successful <laughs> because you know I might get out there with a good ground game, but right. that's almost not enough mm-hmm. all the time. But you know. It did work for Maxwell Frost, for instance. I mean, he put on a ground game. He got out there with the universities and he got out there with students and he didn't just kowtow to the corporate interest. And uh, I don't know how much he in funding he got, but because, like I said, the, the Democrats did not put money in Florida. Right. To the extent that the Republicans did. And <sighs> the corporate uh, response, I mean, I can understand that feeling, especially even though... City councils are usually nonpartisan. You can almost hear it in there what what they find is important. Uh, and a lot of response was afraid of what corporate action might be taken against uh, a law that would control rents. Rodriguez? Yeah. So something that just gets me so frustrated sometimes is so many people just refer to Florida as a lost cause, as like, oh, we should just cut them off, like this, that, and the other. And it's like, you're just not understanding what Florida is and who Florida is and who the people comprise of. Like, some of the best people I've ever met in my life are, like, from from here, like, will die here. And they have good intentions and they want better for themselves. But it's hard when corporate interests are against us, when millions of dollars, when money we will never even come close to in our lifetimes is just put in the pot of the people who are, you know, trying to get our families deported, trying to, um, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that, People have to have children, that people can't choose what they want to do in their lives, that there is a religion that you have to subscribe to and like this that, and the other. And it's just so frustrating because there are people who want a better life, who come here and know that like they can try for something new. And it's so hard when we get constantly shut down and talked bad about there. There are good people in Florida. 
we're just like being suppressed like every other part and to mm-hmm. see the the fact that you know Democrats don't even want to like throw some money at us like like at least try like if something happens in Florida like with what happened in Texas with the anti-protest bill like that spread to Florida like we are number one for these like crazy like hurtful bills to like pop up we see with the don't say gay bill mm-hmm. and we see that children in schools don't want that sh- oops <laughs> don't want that like we've been seeing them have protests at, like at their schools at walkouts to yeah. protest this bill and like and the stock woke that's the whole thing about stock woke which is a code terminology that has been adopted by white supremacists mm-hmm. that's really racist anti-black mm-hmm. yep. you know anything and and even corporations though have been attacked by this governor you know on this woke issue because it's woke to want to shut us up uh, <laughs> but it's woke to want to invest in uh wind solar in alternative renewable mm-hmm. energies it's even cheaper but he doesn't want investors to even be woke and <laughs> and use their money in that way even though it would be more profitable it's less profitable at this point here in 2022 to invest in fossil fuels. It's right. just not the, profitable anymore. The question anymore. is, like, who is it profitable to? The people who are already in charge or the new ones that want, like, monopoly over everything? Right. It's clearly the ones who want the monopoly. I mean, <laughs> people who are still selling fossil fuels, who are still head of ExxonMobil, would like for you to just stay asleep, not woke, and keep investing in fossil fuels. People who still use coal want you to not get woke and just stay asleep and keep investing in coal, even though it's not profitable anymore. But if you get oil prices back up to $100 in a barrel, then, you know, it's good for corporations, good for ExxonMobil, but it's bad for us. It's expensive for us. And then all they have to do is wield their uh, their tricks like Saudi Arabia just did and say, we're not going to, we're going to limit production. We're not going to produce as much oil, which means you're going to pay more at the pump because we just decided we're not going to produce any enough oil so that the prices can continue to rise. It's all about the drive towards profit, mm-hmm. not cleaner earth, not a cheaper way of living. None of that. It's because, and this is why DeSantis wants to pass a law that says stop woke. <laughs> so we got uh, more, more callers. Uh, caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Yes, first of all, I have to thank you for having one of the few radio shows that's telling the truth about Florida and the depressing truth. Thank you. Yeah, um, it takes courage to do it. It takes intelligence to do it and also awareness of the news. Now, I, I, I want to first start by saying that um, no matter how, you know, Val Demings and Charlie Crist and Joe Biden, they're not leftist progressives, obviously. They're not Bernie Sanders. But any Democratic candidate, except for the few that are right-wing anti-choice, is better than any GOP candidate in Florida. So, although I do not support Val Demings in every single way, since she's totally pro-police, and Charlie Crist was a Republican before he was a Democrat and doesn't seem to know who he is, they would have still been better than Rubio and DeSantis. And in general, I do not like it when people make false equivalencies or purity tests for the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, as imperfect as it is, is the last chance we have to stop GOP fascism. And I think Joe Biden has been a far more progressive president and more courageous and blunt-spoken than even our hero Obama. How do you guys feel about that? Well, yeah, Obama felt he had to muzzle himself a lot, You being, being a black man. Yeah. He couldn't even show anger in public. I, you know, even I as a black man feel like I can't show anger in public. <laughs> I feel the same because, way, but I do it. <laughs> yeah, because that becomes the story. Yeah. You know, so no, I can understand just, where Barack Obama was up against some, some racist headwinds. But he would, but I... Can I just say to you, and this is what my real point was, I only said that, I just said because somebody said something about Val Demings, etc. Mm-hmm. My real point is this. 
Um, I just heard a talk from an incredible historian journalist named Dr. Ruth Ben-Ghiat, who is documenting that Trump, DeSantis, Cruz, the GOP, are just like Mussolini's movement in Italy and Hitler's movement in Germany, Orban, Putin, etc. There's a worldwide authoritarian, autocratic, strongman ideology that's taking control of countries. I'd also like to point out, and this is directly relevant to what um, your female host just said about what, which, how she presents the truth in public, is that Florida has become kind of like Hungary now. It's, it's like a country all unto itself. That DeSantis has made it, quote, the land of freedom. And what he means is the freedom for people to be vicious, Mm-hmm. to kill people in road rage incidents and get away with it, yeah. to ruin Florida's environment more than it already has, to suppress free speech, to uh, get rid of any college professors or, or school teachers of any kind who say anything intelligent, especially about things he doesn't like, to put Christian Christo-fascism into his campaign by claiming that he was created by God on the eighth yeah, day. I think his wife day. said that, didn't she? That kind of insanity. <laughs> he is a dangerous Mussolini <laughs> wannabe. He's a judge advocate general. He's probably a war criminal because he worked at Guantanamo, an illegal torture site. And we've got to do everything we can in Florida to defeat him and his people. Now, I'll say this one last thing, and it goes back to my safety concerns. Um, I'm an old white guy. And I'm, I'm scared of the MAGA, Trump, DeSantis people. They want to hurt us. They want to eliminate us. They hate our guts. They are hunters, fishermen, loggers, miners, rough boys, and rich people, too, who just are itching to kill us. So whenever you're out in public or even in the media, just be aware that our enemies are just like what Hitler's boys and Mussolini's boys did to their enemies. And we know how that turned out. Don't take them lightly. They want us gone. And I hope that you guys will be very, have your head on a swivel, be very aware of your surroundings, watch out for enemies. And thank you again for your courage and your intelligence. There's not enough of this programming in any media. And thank you for the call. Thank you. You know, he's right. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say... I'm scared for my safety, but I'm definitely. Um, well, we're, I'm, we're on fascism watch. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 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 Uh, I am. I was again disappointed uh, during the election, and then um, you know, as, as you know, 45 has announced that he's going to be running in 2024. I'm getting really nervous about that because I mean, you <laughs> both of you know that he's probably going to. Lie, lie, lie. To win, I mean, possibly. Him and Ron DeSantis have already been like... Yeah, they've been feuding. Mm-hmm. with each other. And it's funny that the Republicans now, they want nothing to do with Trump. Some of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. A lot of them <laughs> uh, want to, uh, you know, go to the side of DeSantis. But it, that, I think that would be interesting, I guess, to watch. But I, I don't want either one of them in office. I, just, well, um, I, I think I just really agree with the caller's sentiment that, like... The GOP is potentially like one of the most dangerous yes. to the many and selective to the few. Um, like it's just something that we see with what's happening in ICE detention centers here in Florida and on the mm-hmm. border and in Georgia. That's why women have been getting forcibly his like forcible hysterectomies since like <laughs> just the dawn of <laughs> U.S. Um, and it's like they're continuing it continuing it on all right so we got a lot of calls let's (laughs) let's take these calls caller you're on the sunday forum yes uh good morning mr miko good morning Uh, daryl mobili good morning uh and and your guest um it's a lot of stuff that was brought up it's like it it would put your head on a on a on a swivel or swirl yeah uh but yeah i hear you miko if i try to focus in on just a few things. Okay. One thing that you said last week, Mabili, that really gave definition to um, what I wanted to uh, talk about uh, is the Latino community. Mm-hmm. Latino community. Well, why would they, and many Puerto Ricans, gravitate towards voting Republican? Um, 
and it's something that you said, you said because it's, it's given that if I go this direction, it will make my way of life better. Mm-hmm. Okay, it will make my life better. They're not, even though they're U.S. citizens, they ain't immigrating here because they're trying to walk shoulder to shoulder with us black folk, and I struggle, okay? And many may know uh, the history of what we had to uh, and have to endure here in the United States, but they made a conscious decision that uh, I don't want to go that way. I want to be able to live in a nice uh, neighborhood with uh, um, and driving a nice car and all that kind of stuff. And like many from from the Cuban side, uh, from the old uh, uh, community, they decided to go that way. Just just look at Florida, up and down the AM dial, and it used to be down in uh, the East Coast in, in South Florida, I mean, Spanish radio stations. Here and here, where's that coming from? Well, they just didn't pop up, you know, because of, of, of evolution. Um, a certain political party, they're pumping money into their, their pockets mm-hmm. and, and doing stuff like that. And I believe uh, a former um, Force of State member who was here, he's still a, a Force of State member, Avro said that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. just listen to that Spanish station. I mean, they're constantly being pumped by right-wing stuff, and somebody just said something on here today about, you know, socialism. A lot of those individuals, they come from, from, from company, com- countries like Venezuela, Colombia, or uh, uh, I can't, can't think of the name right now, but... Um, a lot of those countries had strong men leaders. So coming here, you don't want to uh, go through the same thing that you, from the places where you came from. Mm-hmm. Just listen to uh, Mr. Marco Rubio's uh, 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 election comments, talking about I, my parents came from a country where they lost their country and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. Kind of like a wink-wink thing to Val Deming. She's the next... Um, Fidel Castro, and you know he's lying. Yeah. He's lying. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and, like I said, a swirl. Let me jump on this one. Okay. Uh, look to Virginia. Look at what's happening in, in Virginia, where the governor proposed the law to outlaw Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And wanted to outlaw, um, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, the, um, thing that was uh, recently just put Juneteenth in. was made a federal Juneteenth, holiday. Yeah, Juneteenth. Well, he kind of backed off of that because of a pressure that he got in opposition of that. But other things that they wanted to just go ahead, you know, go ahead and do it, like in the schools. Banning a law that, you know, teaching about um, critical race theory, which not is, is which is not even, even taught, you know. In grade but, school, right? <laughs> grade school. But it's like um, somebody said something. I don't mean to step on nobody's toes. Well, maybe we need to leave the Democratic Party and start our own party and do whatever like that. Is that feasible? See, I think one issue, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to get out the way because I know you got other callers. um, Defund the police. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm pro-police. You know why I'm pro-police? Because about three years ago, about four o'clock, in the morning, my house was being broken into, and I could hear them kicking and banging in the door. And I couldn't call Walter, couldn't call you, Mobili, <laughs> couldn't call you, Emiko, uh, uh, because you were not legally authorized to first carry a gun and to uh, use force to stop them. And I defy anything, uh, anybody calling on him saying, well, hey, brother, I'll go ahead and... No, you won't. Stop lying. We need the police, but we don't need the police. What happened to uh, Officer Chauvin sticking his knee and murdering George Floyd. That's Uh, what we don't want. And see, let me talk about uh, uh, a young lady who a lot of us disagree with, but she made a very valid point when she was on The View. 
and I'm not so much of a view watcher, but Megan McCain said this. Uh, Democrats are going to lose a lot of stuff with this defund the police stuff, defund the police. And, you know, a lot of the, the hosts that were on there, they were real quiet and stuff like that, say, oh, what, do you, what do you mean by that? We say stuff, which was done by a uh, 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 congresswoman, uh, Rashida Tlaib. Oh, that, that's hot to say that. Defund the police. No, I don't think the police need troop carriers. I don't think the police need weapons like you going off to war with, AR-15. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not trying to go to war with the public that you are supposed to be tasked to protect, protect. You don't need tanks. That's what it means by defund the police. And what she was saying is, if you're going to say that, you need to have a definition. What do you mean? Val Demings used to be a police chief, mm-hmm. okay? And the reason why she said what she was saying is because the political climate that was out here, they've taken the message like they always take the message and flip it and turn it against us. Mm -hmm. That's where this anti-woke comes from. What do you want to be? You want to be sleepy about (laughs) social issues? No, that's stupid. (laughs) So that's why we went out and protested. And while you have a congressman and many congressmen who are coming out and saying, well, the January 6th uh, insurrection, that was not the real insurrection. The real insurrection was a couple of years ago with that George Floyd protest going all around the country and people acting like that and and embedding people deliberately to uh, cause damage to buildings and stuff to make people to turn the narrative. That's why I said about two years ago, when people were out there protesting, we need to control the narrative. You know, when the protest is over with, everybody go home. But no, we allow knuckleheads to go out there throwing rocks in the buildings and stuff, and you're only giving fuel to the fire to our enemy, okay? That's what they do to all of our protests. They take it over. Uh, It sounds strange for me saying this, no, I don't want to. Yeah, I want to defund the police in certain areas. Like I said before, they don't need troop carriers. Right. They don't need tanks. But you also, know, they, it was about Demings. As I think she was uniquely uh, positioned to be more explanatory because you know she just she just reacted, but she could have talked about the idea. That that meant a lot of people. First of all, didn't buy into that slogan, but to the extent that that people did, it was really about you don't need police to show up for a a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, which is what happened with George Floyd. Right, police have an agency created that you know we're going to go out and arrest people, but on the other hand, you gave those people a feeling that it's okay. You can go ahead and vote, and then when you go out there, I'm being arrested. And you hear in interviews, well, I don't know really why I'm arresting you, but I just have to arrest you, and I right. want to have to do that. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, yeah, defund I don't that. I have to do this, but <laughs> I have to do it. Well, why do you have to do it? The problem with the Democrats is, number one, they don't want to put money into messaging. Mm-hmm. And wh- what do we believe in? Like, look at their attacks right now. They want to defund Social Security and Medicare. Well, there are a lot of white conservatives who receive Social Security and Medicare. And it's the same thing just like with Obamacare. Remember, they used to have, um, uh, what you call it, we're going back, as we leave Congress, we're going to go back and have uh, these meetings that they used to would have. Uh, on the Republican side with their with their constituency. And I remember the, the most famous one was Lindsey Graham. Sorry, would and I be able when, to jump in real quick before the conversation gets too off my original right, point? Right. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to echo your statement about, um, you know, not completely defunding the police and getting rid of them because, you know, I recently <laughs> listened to a podcast called Fight Back Radio with um, an organizer in Jacksonville, Christina Kittle, And I guess something that really resonated with what she said um, was that 
if you were to get rid of the police, if that, then we're still in a society where there's major private organizations. So like, okay, now we're going to have like Amazon security forces instead of a police that's like has a potential to be oversight. And that's why I'm in Tampa Bay Community Action Committee because, you know, like I really do believe that the police need to be demilitarized, that we mm-hmm. don't, they don't need that option. I don't mean to overtalk you. That is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We, we, we say stuff, but we don't give definition to what and why we are saying it. Mm-hmm. I keep going back to a person that none of us really like, Megan McCain. And I didn't like what she said, but she, what she said hit right on. We say stuff, but we don't take the next step. Why did you say it? Why are you saying that? Just don't say something and have no definition to why you were saying that. Right. Listen to what I said, and I'm going to get off the air. Police don't need tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. This is not Ukraine. We don't, police don't need troop carriers. They don't need that. And that needed to be said. It needed to be said by Democrats. You needed to get, that's the person that you have. You may not like Val Demings. Okay, we, look, like, like our president. No, I said to everybody, he is a moderate. No, he was not a progressive. And the reason why a lot of black folk didn't, didn't follow um, Bernie Sanders, remember when Barack was going into his second term, Bernie Sanders wanted to primary him, and that left a bad taste in black folk mouth. Yeah. Yes, it did, and he did not. It did not, you know, get any support. Um, Biden was dying on the vine, and it took a black representative from South Carolina to mm-hmm. give him a lifeline, and that's why he became president. But I'm telling everybody, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. But you need to understand this. He ain't a progressive. He's a moderate. And as soon as he got into office, he's talking about, well, we need to reach across lines and we need to work with the Republicans. We need to Biden. They don't want to work with you. Even now, you see it right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They don't want. Can we get this through our thick heads? They don't want to work with you. You need to understand this. They're going to start investigations. Pointless investigations. Like the last calling that you just just had. (laughs) They don't want to. So they're gravitating towards using people like the Boogaloo Boys Mm -hmm. and the Proud Boys, which is primarily Latino. And and the head of it is is Puerto Rican with white supremacists. Marco Rubio used the white supremacists calling themselves canvassing through the neighborhoods and he was uh, um, getting violently attacked and all this kind of stuff. This joker was at the Unite the Right Parade. He's a white supremacist. So they don't don't want to work with you. And I want to say to the person about wanting to leave the Democratic Party, I feel so discouraged I don't want to vote. Look to Wisconsin. Uh, Mandela Barnes could have beaten that joker if the Democrats would have put money into that campaign and would have been sharp on their messaging, but they didn't want to. And we also need to understand, I'm I'm for taking over. Using the power that we have for taking over, okay? Mm. Taking over. Um, (laughs) I I hear you. I'm taking over, and I'm kind of losing. I'm I'm, I'm going to get off the air, but it's like, um, we could oh, also oh, look oh, to Maryland, where Wes Moore became the governor, which wasn't a really surprise because of Maryland. It's Maryland, but you know, is it's a bright spot that you know the progressives have because yeah, they put money I, into it. Yeah, uh, maybe I get myself together. I hope you 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 continue this this discussion. But I'm for, I'm for like you know taking over. I mean. Like, example, and I'm going to get off the air, I promise I will. <laughs> What's going on in Georgia right now with Raphael Warnock? Some people say, well, we got the control of the Senate right now. Well, he doesn't need to. I don't need to go back out and vote. I don't need. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We, we, 
take over. Believe it or not, there are Democrats who, for whatever reason, and I hate to go this way. I don't. I don't want to have a heart like this. I don't want to be racist or bigoted. But Joe Manchin and Christian Cinema to me are traitors because they deliberately sided with Republicans. We, why don't we have a George Floyd? Uh, no, yeah, uh, a bill. Why don't we have uh, a voting, you know, protections for the Voting Rights Act? Because they actively voted against mm-hmm. and tried to play stupid. Well, there's so many words in this bill, you know, or I have to look at it to really understand it, Christian Cinema. You're lying. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. are lying. And why are you even in the Democratic Party? Is mm-hmm. it such a thing that white, there are some white folk who really don't want you to have the power? to use the power that you have. And I said about two or three years ago, there are four things. It's race, uh, power and authority, and money. Mm-hmm. And until we get this, we're going to always be, there are some people, they live to struggle. They live to, well, we, we're fighting or whatever. Yeah, you should fight, you should struggle, but don't you want to win? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you eventually want to win? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dare to struggle, dare to win. <laughs> yeah. Right. And vote for Raphael Warnock. And get, get as much as you can. Right. I'm I'm through, guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. You Thank too, Daryl. Thanks. Yeah. Not enough just to have a, a slim majority. You got to take over. Mm. <laughs> I will say real quick, the head of the Proud Boys, Cuban, not Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> All right, caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Hello? Hello? Okay. Uh, caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's me on here. What's hey. On, Hi. How are What's you? What's up? I'm okay, but I'm not okay. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just calling it a couple of things I want to drop on the table there and get off this line. Not like Daryl. I ain't going to beat this dead horse. <laughs> Um, and a lot of other people just being a dead horse, but a guy called a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. very defi- divisive. He used the term, and I'm glad he did, because uh, somebody had to show the divisiveness. And it looked like we showing the divisiveness, but we don't get no credit for it. All the way back up to the 50s, the 30s, the 20s, when African-American people's head was on the platter. Then they took it, and they took it off in the 50s. Or 60s by helping the black woman, which was a slavery concept. They always helped the black woman. She worked in the house, etc., etc. Okay. So they did that, and we figured a way to go around that. Still get married. Still open up our homes, have homes and stuff, and be uh, social with our neighbors and stuff. So they couldn't take that. They came and then they put drugs in the community. Okay? And all that. They put all that in the community. They did that. We didn't do that. Yeah, it might have been some people that helped because they encouraged them with their dollars and they almighty. So take that away. Then they start with the massive incarceration based off that whole concept right there. And so what we got today, we got all that mixed up on our head and people still playing politics with us about nothing. That's why I don't like politics. The last election was bought and paid for in full. You spent $15 billion on the election, but you run hollering about we spending too much money. Duh. Hmm. That's what I should say. That's what you say. Right. Duh. Not enough money for social programs, social services, but enough to throw out elections. Yeah, well, why you just can't correct the ills of your past and stop trying to feel like you're going to cover it up and start the same mess again or it's ongoing? So it is in black and white, Mr. Deviser. It's in black and white. It's been on black and white. You take 13% of the population and use 80% of your power to control, dominate, and destroy. 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 (laughs) That's what you're doing. And your politics and the sweet little talks that you give to the people that you care about. I remember the Republicans tried to take the police uh, 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 retirement. Go back and look at it. Don't come playing with me by I'm talking and I'm saying, oh, I'm remembering. I'm supposed to remember. I'm not supposed to forget. Maybe we the rememberer, not the woke us, the rememberer. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a good memory. 
Yeah, they playing word games, but then everybody want to talk words, and our words sound so good. But the best words, man, and Smith that I ever saw or heard in a long time since my arrival was Malcolm X, because he read the whole dictionary. He understood the <laughs> words. Yes, he did. He understood them damn words, and he knows how to use them words. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and see, that is what the problem is. We don't supposed to understand. We don't supposed to deviate from the program that's being applied to us daily. And that, to me, is a sin and abomination to a people. And I leave it like that with also free damn Malcolm J. You locked him up for protecting black people. You locked him up for standing outside a courthouse not wanting to take this no more. You locked him up. You changed the laws so we can't say nothing no more. You changing all these things because you was a good slave master, right? Whoever you be. Hmm. Jam Master J. Yeah, he had the FTC, the guys that was all military that oh. uh, stood up against all the uh, bad outcomes that was happening in court and the killings of black people. Mm-hmm, Across mm-hmm. the country, they went to the Ahmad Arbery and stood outside the courthouse. Remember, they said, get them from out there. Don't let them be out. They could not do that because oh, they yeah. were uh, using the Constitution. But then they turned around and used the Constitution on him. And somehow he did. He pointed a weapon at a FBI agent. <laughs> Never mind Kyle Rittenhouse appointed at people with no weapon. Never mm-hmm. mind that. See? You don't want nobody to remember that, Mr. Chris. Espionage agents. Y'all ain't number agents, man. Working for who? I don't know. Are you working for the powers that nobody can't see? Kyle Rittenhouse was a 17-year-old who took guns to a Black Lives Matter march. Yep. Yeah. And killed people. Yeah. Defiled it. Defiled it. That's what they doing. Defiling everything we do. Defiling. It's right out of the Bible. Defiling of us. Mm -hmm. And trying to act like we filed. No, you're filed. We can see the filedness. We can smell the stench in the air. The birds and the animals dying from you. Yeah, unfortunately, they did get justice in the Arbery case, Ahmad Arbery in Georgia. And that was actually a surprise. Even his dad jumped up after the verdict was read and said, it's a long time coming. He's right about that. They they had Jam Master J outside. It was outside of that. It was outside the courthouse. It was outside with uh, the the lady that he broke in and killed her. And they just gave her Breonna Taylor. Breonna Mm -hmm. Taylor. Yeah, they did. They they marched up in uh, I forget the name. I think it's FTC. Don't quote me on that. But they they marched on uh, Stone Mountain when the Klan was supposed to come there and make a right. march. And, they yeah. organized uh, armed march. Just, yeah, to 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 resist the ignorance. Yeah. that's all that is to resist the ignorance, and they want to take that away from you too. So that uh, really martial law and military militarized the whole thing, the whole system. As soon as uh, you put guns in the hands of black men, then all of a sudden you need a law to control those guns. But as long as they were in the hands of Kyle Rittenhouse and white shooters, school shooters, and we're still not going to do anything legislatively against those guns. No, that's what I'm saying. That's the whole play. Somebody they did it. I read a little article about it. Somebody they did that because of the June 6th. They did. They arrested him because of that to show some force. Well, you showing the force on the wrong person. I don't know who wrote that or who said that, but that was straight ignorance right there. Everybody was looking at who did what and what caused all of that. Why are you jumping on this man talking about you going to make an example out of him like that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? They tried to even tie it to he was trying to do some armed uh, insurrection. No, 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 no. He was protecting rights and privileges of citizens who've been here, who paid the price, who no longer should be scared to no longer be living in fear. Right. Yeah, that's what he was standing for. I can tell you what he was standing for. Don't come try to change the narrative with some words and flavors that you like because it's got to be disassembled <laughs> and, and make sure that it's accurate for the people and for the public and the general public yeah. at large. That's right. Well, there's that again. We got to control the narrative. Hey. Yes, sir. If we don't, then it'll be like that guy. He's divisive, running in there talking about people and he ain't got nothing to put on the table to feed nobody. And if he do mm-hmm. feed somebody, he want to brag about it. I don't even talk about my good deeds or my bad deeds. There's nobody's business but mine. Uh-huh. Hey, so thank you, Ron. Let's get right, some more callers in. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Well, um, I think it's going to get bad before it, get, before it gets better. It's going to get worse. And, and this extremism is going to really take place in the uh, um, people running for um, president. Yeah. Again, to try to knock each other off. 
and it's going to be who can out radicalize the other. Mm-hmm. And 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 this issue of sitting back and, and, and waiting, yeah, I don't, I I just can't, uh, I can't go along with that. I think that we must, we're, we're, you know, the, the fight for freedom is one that fights that causes what they say eternal vigilance, and the way you look at this space, all those districts. Um, your phone keeps breaking up. Uh, you. You have it on speaker? Yeah, let me see what I can get. Okay. Yeah, uh, the way these, uh, can you hear me better now? Yes, I can. Yeah, it really starts in this state with these districts that, uh, I mean, when I see these, uh, where they just, where they just cut up, even though there were were people who knew this stuff was wrong and said it was wrong, and you have a governor that does something uh, what they did, but in terms of cutting up this uh, on this district here, but it's funny that on a national media, when these guys get exposed on a national media, is when they're—I mean, when they try to take their agenda to a national media—that mm-hmm. they really become exposed, and this country can can't call itself the the leaders of, of freedoms and those sort of thing and fight for freedoms uh, in Ukraine when we can't barely hold ourselves the, together here. So there's, and the rest of the world is just passing us by. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, and that's the way I say it. I just wanted to say other things too. Okay. That, uh, that the Supreme court of the United States is, uh, is, going to hear uh, discuss this, but our case is going into discussion of 12 to uh, December 2nd. So you can pull it up. It's case number 22-6000 on the Supreme Court docket, and they'll make a determination whether they wish to hear it, whether they make a decision on it, or whether they wish to, uh, to, to, to deny it outright. But either way, you know, we got the briefs. It's in there. It's in there. We're in it. We're 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 uh, and it should and it challenges the 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 evidentiary standards that have been used to go after black uh, businesses, primarily black businesses here around this country, uh, where we use a thing called red flag rather than beyond the reasonable doubt. And it basically, when you look at this, the way this thing is written. It also really challenges the existence of the, whether the Congress never authorized, never, never authorized the Drug Enforcement Agency to dictate the practice of medicine at all. And they were law enforcement because they said it were law, and they are very clear about that, and that they lack the authority to do what they're doing. And they said that. So I think people need to read over it and see that uh, this, this case really that challenges the, the the existence of the of the drug enforcement agency here in this country and what they're doing it's just not myself but it's a, a, I guess a, a, a number of providers that have complained about and thousands of people have been have been harmed and died because of the foolishness of the United States Drug Enforcement Agency which is operated as a rogue agency in the United States government. Massive government overreach and the targeting of health care providers based on their assets, particularly the the elderly uh, white guy, white uh, providers who they targeted their assets and then come in and seize them and say that they're drug dealers and stuff. And you see that pattern. There's a number of organizations, the American Medical Association has even, has, has, has even complained about this. So, if they accept it, then we'll get some amicus curiae briefs and go after and go after them. But this is one time this brother here is will not back up, back off, or back down from the, the criminality of what the United States Drug Enforcement Agency has done. We look at the case, case two two six thousand. Okay, well, there's a lot of talk now about the Mexican cartels. Well, Operators disputes the U.S. Uh, about the rainbow fentanyls, so there's a lot of eye-opening going on right now. Well, well, here's the problem: they're going after they, they don't go after the 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 the, the rainbow or the the the, the, uh, the 
the Mexican cartel, because those bad boys will shoot back. It is a doctors and pharmacists and, and, and physicians are easier enforcement targets. Yeah. And and that's and that's what, what that's a really tragedy here. That this stuff, if, if anybody has brought uh, um, uh, the opioids into this country, it has been the Drug Enforcement Agency. Look at the Cigars report. This is the Special Inspector General. Okay, we, we get, we're running out of time. We got five minutes left, so let's Sorry, go ahead and get yeah. some more calls. Thank you for yeah, calling. Thank you for calling. Okay. Um, so, caller, go directly to your comment. Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Yeah, I just wanted to make a comment uh, historically. If you look at, you know, Jimmy Carter today is a, uh, God bless him, he's still alive, is a progressive today. He wasn't when he was in the White House. And then when you come to the presidency of Bill Clinton, Okay, well, during Bill Clinton, he deregulated Wall Street. Bill Clinton signed the Biden crime bill, which turned America into the biggest penal colony in the history of the world. The Joe Biden bankruptcy bill, which destroyed the lives of working people, minorities, and college students. Joe Biden held hands with Strom Thurmond and white supremacists against busing the United States. Joe Biden was the one that pushed the war. Uh, the first Iraq war. The, the busing thing was a long time ago. That was a Plus, Clinton was a long time ago, too. People change, man. And, you know, he's come a long way. And, you know, of course, that, that whole thing about the getting a, a Congress that's not from your party makes the president act different. And, and I was disappointed in Bill Clinton by being spineless when it came to that. But he did lose the Congress. And I, I guess to say, like, that the penal system was, um, you know, started by Joe Biden. I think that's like one egregious error to say. Um, it's literally <laughs> built into our constitution. Right. Like, and then just furthered by American profit system. And you like, everyone knows what happens during the Reagan administration, like the war on drugs. Like mm -hmm. that was just to get black and brown folks in prison and out of the system. And we saw what happened, you know, going back to the last caller of like people not wanting to sit by and watch their communities be destroyed. They, like we saw with the Black Panthers, with the Brown Berets, with the Young Lords, they did not want their communities to be treated like that right. anymore. And that's why every major win that America's ever gotten for democracy, for closer step to true democracy has come through mass movements. And that's why not only like should you stay informed, but to be able to be informed correctly, you have to put in the work. Yes, you right. can't just like log on to Twitter.com and call and call it a day. Like right. you need to see what people are actually saying and advocate for not only you but your community. All right, caller, go directly to your comment. You're on the Sunday forum. Hello. I just wanted to say that um to going way back now because there's been a lot of topics, but um I did vote for Val Demings and Chris, um, Charlie Crist, mm -hmm. but it wasn't what I was hoping for. So that was an assumption that I didn't vote for them, but I did so reluctantly. And I don't think that a lot of young people and a lot of people who don't normally vote were excited about those candidates. That right. was my point. I agree. Okay. I tend to agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Th then thank you for your call. And of course, the alternative is horrendous. That goes right. without saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. But those two were not the ones that were going to do it, that, that were going to go to the finish line, not against DeSantis, who is widely popular even outside of this state. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, well, well, thank you for, for your call. For reason. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your call. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so we're taking one last call. Please go directly to your question. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, good morning. This is Simon from Lakeland. Um, we are not a democracy. We are a republic. And <laughs> most of the European nations do not, do not allow mail-in voting. Okay, um, so there, now we'll take this last call. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Go directly to your question. Hello? Hello? Okay. Is that it? Yeah, so we had a lot of calls today. Um, you know, this was a great discussion. Any last words from Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the Sunday Forum, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the opportunity to talk it out, you know, and uh, people get a chance to say it. There's a lot of things that we 
did want to get to, we're going to try to get to them. But the discrimination for hair, I think, is an important issue. Yes. It's been a way to discriminate without being, mm-hmm. without looking racist, but right. it's been very racist. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, next week we will be back. Thank you for all the calls, the emails, and, of course, our guests. And then, Ms. Rodriguez, thank you for coming in. And happy Black Consciousness Day. Yes, and <laughs> happy uh, Thanksgiving to everyone. So, Postmodern Hunani will be coming up next. And, uh, you know, all of you have a good Sunday. Take care, and we'll see you guys back here next week. Let's listen to some Sweet Honey and The Rock yes. here on Sunday Forum. We will not bow down to uh racism, yeah. We will not bow down to injustice. We will not bow down to exploitation. What you gonna do? I'm gonna stand. Just can't tolerate